Hey, Pally. How's it going? <laughs> I can't keep this up for too long. <laughs> Welcome to Cracker Classics, everyone. <laughs> Weekly podcast where we take a classic movie, watch it, see if it sucks today. This will be no exception this week. No, it will not. He's going to keep it up the whole time. Not the whole time, but long enough. Yeah, we're watching Death Wish. Yeah, I can't help myself. Death Wish 1, by the way, the first one. The, the, yeah, the the only one that theoretically might have some redeeming quality in that it is not deliberately celebrating the male power fantasy. <laughs> yeah. um, I know the book was a critique of it, not a celebration. Meh. But the movie spawned a series of sequels that are all about that celebration. Yeah, but a <laughs> franchise has got to start somewhere. First Blood was great. Fair, but I'm sure it's in here somewhere. <laughs> of course it is. It always is. I've never seen any Death Wish, so uh, I've never cared. <laughs> uh, they were a staple of my Sunday morning matinee movie watching. I imagine. Chopped to shit for UPN, baby. Toxic adolescence. <laughs> yep, yep. This is how you're supposed to act, men. Yeah. To go fix Emmett. <laughs> yeah. Simpsons references yeah. also. What little I know about this movie, it gives off vibes of like a fistful of dollars, but it's in the 70s. Yeah. A family has been attacked and Charles Bronson is jaded by the justice system and takes justice into his own hands. By shooting people who he thinks are tangentially connected in some fashion. Yay! Or, yeah, it, it, it's okay. <laughs> Vigilante justice that you really can't get away with because this ain't the Wild West. I hope he can't get away with it. Oh, he's going to get away with it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's why there's sequels. Mm-hmm. Many, many sequels. Yeah. I I believe it when it's a Western. Wild Mm, West. There was not as much organization of society. Sometimes you just sort of had to take things into your own hands in order to make things right. Here, we may try to have a social commentary about the justice system and its failings. But I don't think it's going to send the right message. (laughs) (laughs) Either that or the message will go completely over the heads of 90% of the audience. It's going to taxi driver it, isn't it? Yeah, it happens a lot. Just shoot the president. Solve all your problems. No comment. Um, Is there a love interest in here at all? I have no idea. Is there any female character, period? I, I remember nothing about the actual goings-on of this movie other than Charles Bronson shoots people, I believe, on a bus. Could have been a train. That's all Charles that Bronson I remember. Acting. Well. <laughs> but he didn't need to act. He was the stoic, emotionless Uberman. He had a gun, so it didn't matter. <laughs> uh... Yeah, yeah. And I'll say right now, I'm going in here with low expectations. I, I'm not going to disagree with that. No, I, I'm not planning on having anything redeemable. 
I, half of why I want to watch this is to understand why I am the way I am. Because mm, mm-hmm. I did watch this many times as a child and don't remember much at all. So This is definitely something to watch to get an idea of things. <laughs> it is a cultural staple in some circles. Yeah. So uh, there's a reason it has staying power in the collective unconscious, subconscious, semi-conscious, whatever. There's a reason people still remember it and they remade it in, what, 2009? With Bruce Willis. Yeah. Hmm. But Bruce Willis can act. That's fair. That's very true. I, I'm, I'm saying this, but I honestly don't remember if Charles Bronson can act because I really don't remember it at all. <laughs> Just all the parodies of him. It sure seems like he didn't know how to act, but we'll, we'll find out. Yep. See how John Wayne he is in here. <laughs> we'll report back with our intermission impressions. And bullet casings. So many I imagine lots casings. of them. Well, this is the first one, so probably not as many as you think. Oh. An attempt at a story. We'll be back. Wow. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, wow. Where do you want to start? Um, let's just start at the beginning. Okay. Because <laughs> there's a lot here. It almost starts like a Bond movie. Yeah, yeah. Here's a happy... Straight sex sort of thing going on. I mean, we don't see the sex, but, you know, it's implied. Yeah, yeah. We'll go back to the hotel. Why not right here on the beach? Because we're on vacation in Hawaii. Yep. And apparently Charles Bronson is not a cop or anything. He's a... Architect? Quantity surveyor something. I... More architect than anything, I feel. Like... When he was doing all this land stuff. Yeah, like uh, planning, design... Yeah. Um, yeah, whatever. He he has a white-collar job. Very white-collar. That can afford him a decent apartment in New York. And trips to Hawaii and mm-hmm. uh, son-in-law that calls him dad plaintively, <sighs> like repeatedly way too much, with way too much eagerness. You can afford to be a bleeding-heart liberal. <laughs> Who was raised with guns, because of course he has to know how to shoot guns. It's important to the character. Yeah. He was raised by a hunter. But then his mom was a bleeding heart liberal, and when his dad died in a hunting accident, he swore off guns and became a conscientious objector in the war. And Well, mom swore him <sighs> off guns, it made it sound. I... Mom won that coin toss, is what he said. That's what he said, but... But it did influence his yes. bleeding heartness, which is why he worked in a medical unit in Korea and didn't. Yeah. Has this bleeding heart liberal vein running through him. But also, definitely got a heart on when he punched that mugger. Oh, yes. There's things happening to him that he doesn't quite explain. He doesn't know how it makes him feel. Is this. Really secretly a gay metaphor? Kind of. Because we stopped after he shoots his first person, and it really looked like he was being cruised. 
until the gun came out and money was demanded. And even at that point, it was still a little questionable. No, well, yeah. <laughs> but the parallels exist. <laughs> there is, there's, I'm ex- having new experiences and I don't know how they make me feel. Oh, Lord. All right. Um, but this is very, you know, Second Amendment-y, oh, very vigilante yep. feeling. It, it's... And, like, the Old West metaphor that is, came like, in hammered hard. Like... Because we went to, <laughs> to the West. Old West town, and <laughs> they're talking about honest men with dreams who would fight to protect their whatever it was. And... <sighs> Oh, yeah. And of course, the guy in Tucson that he's doing the business with takes him to the gun club and is like, Oh, yeah. Oh, in New York, you can't have handguns. But here, we don't have muggers because they just get shot. (laughs) Uh, Tell me you don't understand freaking class warfare when you, without telling me, you Mm -hmm. don't understand class warfare. This is so basic (laughs) surface level on all fronts. Yeah, yeah. Violence solves all our problems. It doesn't create any. That is the moral of this story. We're not there yet, but we're working our way up to it. Despite the fact that your wife was murdered, violence solves problems, doesn't create them. We need to talk about the assault. Oh, God. That was... (laughs) First off, at least the bad guys were white. And Jeff Goldblum. We have a young Jeff Goldblum dressed like Jughead, yes. Yeah. Uh, but there was that statement that his coworker made of you know talking about the underprivileged and oh I wrote that one down because that was uh, uh, yeah the underprivileged uh, beating our goddamn brains out we should stick them in concentration camps yeah <laughs> just a clearly racist line of well oh. only the the only people who are underprivileged are people who are not like us not meaning not white you know uh, it was a dog oh, whistle it was. It was... Yeah. It's totally implied. Awful. Yeah. But we have these three young hoodlums who get their way into the apartment, clockwork orange-like. Yeah. And try to emulate that scene in A Clockwork Orange in lackluster American fashion. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, the spray paint kid was just dumb. I I didn't understand the point of him at all. Well, he had to put a swastika on the wall so you knew it was evil. And then some squiggly line. Yeah, yeah. That was maybe and supposed ha- to be the start of booze. Makes, like, weird, ominous commentary about things, what was going on. Yeah. And it, it was this cartoonish idea of what people think home invasion is. Mm-hmm. When, yes, yeah, some things did happen, but... The consequences being portrayed don't really match what actually happened. Yeah. I mean, somewhat with the daughter, because that was an attempted rape, and that was definitely, you can have psychological trauma from that experience. Yep. But mom just suddenly dying because of a couple of kicks and... I mean, it's possible, but it's not likely. Yeah, it was not made to be believable for me. No. You know? It didn't, that did not feel... Like a lethal attack. Exactly. That's like a bit bloodied, a bit bruised. Nothing's even broken. Yeah. It just adds to the irrationality of this whole movie. Oh, yes. (laughs) Like, I would be willing to believe it more if there was more of that shown. You know, 
more brutal, more convincing. <sighs> yeah. Not that I really want to see it, but if you're trying to convey that, it, yeah, it's you have to make it a little more dramatic for the viewer. Uh, yeah, and Charlie Brownson is not portraying that at all. He's pretty much had the same look on his face the entire time. <laughs> well, yes. Um, Except there... while well, he was smiling on the beach. That was before That was kind of creepy. Um, yeah, it was weird in his speedo. But like his general demeanor and speaking and acting, and it, 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 it's been the same. There has been no emotional reaction to what's happened. What's which going is almost on. believable for a man. <sighs> you know the 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 strong man. I don't show emotion. I'm yeah. I'm a man, and I've buried it. He's but trying to do that. It doesn't even look like he's buried it. It's I know. Looked, he's never had it. Um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he is very much an automaton. There's an attempt at portraying PTSD in this movie. It's not good. It's just told from the point of view of someone who doesn't actually think it exists and is yep. trying to suddenly use it for their own ends. Yep. Um, the daughter, Carol, is I that her name? Something like, yeah. I was willing to believe, you know, she's gone through a traumatic yeah. experience and was having, you know, we were showing the consequences of that and how yeah. that plays out in a person. But now it just feels very caricatured. Oh, yeah. Now all of a sudden she's um, catatonic and they might have to commit her. And I, I just don't believe it. No. Nothing about this movie is believable. No, it's the tiniest attempt at justification. Blowing something that's admittedly, if real, horrible, utterly out of proportion. Yeah. To the point of parody we're bordering on that uh, there's like a desperation to make a point in here and it's bordering on parody yeah it's so over the top mm -hmm. and just trying to cut corners to make that point and yeah um we, we've got an agenda and we're gonna drive it home but we really don't know how to drive it home so here yeah um maybe our mis agenda is a bit misguided no, no, no. But we're not we, going to admit that. We, can't we, we have to really prove our point. No, we have point. to prove our point. It doesn't matter if our point is pointless. We have to prove our <laughs> point. <laughs> but it's our point. The point's not pointless. Because it's our point. Clearly. See, see, see? You're not seeing see? our point is pointless. Yeah. You must see our point. No, you have to agree with us. It doesn't matter if what we're saying isn't true. You have to agree with us. Uh this is quite a, a MAGA oh, pipe God. dream movie, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And now Charlie has gotten his taste of blood. Yep. Is he going to start making a list and shooting it twice? Or <laughs> what is... Uh, I'd imagine so. Because there has to be some sort of like revenge, vengeance arc in here, right? He eventually finds the three kids that did the assault and goes after them, uh, right? If I recall correctly, he ends up murdering them by accident, not knowing they're the, <laughs> the right kids. <laughs> Fair um, enough. I could be very wrong because, like, I have not seen this movie in 30 years. Uh, <laughs> the one refreshing part, so far we don't have that uh, commentary on how police is useless. Uh, it's kind of there, but it's not... 
It's not being harped on just yet. It's not being driven home like home invasion will drive you crazy. Like, like the daughter shit. Yeah. Um, it's more, this is what crime does. Well, it's just. Crime is terrible. There's so we much crime, cops. we don't have enough cops. Yeah. Because that's another aspect of this whole thing. Oh, if we had enough cops to deal with everything, nobody would be able to afford the taxes. Which was a valid point. Oh, oh, you want more cops? You want more security? Who's paying for it? But that, that wasn't how it was presented, though. I know. It was presented I, I as we need bit. more cops than people. Like, yeah. it, oh, it was so bad. Law and order. But I thought cops were people. Strong arm. <laughs> Don't blue lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah, this is a movie. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we're going to get the whole cops are useless thing now that he has tasted first blood. Oh, I'm sure. He goes, oh, I yep. can do this. I don't need the justice system. Yep. Works in Arizona. That's what the guy with longhorns on his <laughs> station wagon told me. Is that guy going to come to New York to help? <laughs> No, that's that that's Death Wish too. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> this time it's personal. <laughs> Unlike last time when his wife was murdered. Oh, it was God. personal, but it happened on accident in the first one. This time it's personally personal. <laughs> oh God. Mm. This is ridiculous. I need more. Let's get back to it. Yeah. Um I hope I can just laugh. At this. I, it's all you can do. Try to, anyway. We'll be back with a curtain call. And, and a body count. And a death wish. It's true. We haven't had a death wish yet. Uh, he did kind of deliberately go to the, quote, bad area. I suppose that was his death wish. Yeah. Well, to me, it would have been going to Arizona. It would have been your death wish. <laughs> well... Yeah. We'll be back with a curtain call. and Oh, we already said... Yeah, we did. Pay no attention. Pay no attention to me. We segued. Moving on. Be back. Feel free to start whenever you're done. <laughs> Sorry, that last shot. Oh, God. Sets it up for the sequel. Now he's going to roam the streets of the south side of Chicago, shooting black muggers. Oh, God. Well, what, do you want to increase the proportion of white muggers, Ian? <laughs> Racial equality among muggers. Because, you know, he is racist. He shot more black people. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. This is quite the fantasy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What happened with his daughter? No change. It just, yeah, done. Yep. She served her purpose. Yeah. Now she can just be with the nuns. She became his excuse to rediscover his penis. I mean, his manliness. I mean, (sighs) his ability to kill. 
Because, you know, when you become a bleeding heart liberal, you're neutered. And once something terrible happens to you, only then can you shed that liberalism and be a man again. But that message is in people. here. It's in here. He got soft as a liberal. And then look what happened to his family and everyone around him. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Though, weirdly, politics didn't enter into it later. He was just branded this bleeding heart liberal. And then bad things happened to him. And then he took up a gun. We're supposed to read the rest of it. I have a logistical question. <laughs> Where is he getting these bullets? Um. Well, we see him fire, what, eight? And he was gifted the gun and a box of bullets. So... He's fine. Okay. He really didn't fire the gun all that many times. Uh, I feel like there was more than eight shots overall. Well, still, a box of cartridges is like 20. There were definitely that's less fair. than 20 shots. Good point. It's just something that's never really brought up in gun debates is ammunition. Yeah. You know? That's why all good preppers know how to make their own ammunition. Oh, God. Let's not get into prepping in this movie. <laughs> This is, this is about having to uh, take the law into your own hands and inspire others to do so as well. Well, that's prepping too. I suppose They're waiting for law to collapse. So that they because can that. Yeah. society is already failing us, and you must be ready for when it completely fails. Yep. Uh, how old was this movie? Fifty years old. Seventy-four. So yeah. So yeah, fifty years. I guess you're still prepping. <laughs> but Ian, he he single-handedly brought the mugging rate down 50% because they got scared. Yet he still kept running into muggers. Everywhere, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can we talk through the logic of the DA and the police commissioner? Um, I, I think I understand it. So they didn't want him to be caught and, like, prosecuted for these killings. Yes. They also wanted him to stop doing all of these killings. Yes. And I think what they wanted was to continue to have the myth of the vigilante. Without him actually, without him actually being yes. the vigilante. Pretty much, yeah. Have them, you know, have there be a hero amongst the people and yeah. some sort of a boogeyman that might lower crime, Yep. even though we're not going to tell you the crime is being lowered. Because that would just lend legitimacy to his actions. And then more people would vigilante it up. Only they wouldn't kill the criminals. They'd screw up. There is a point there you would just kill on prejudice. Yeah. You would assume, oh, you look like a mugger, so you're a mugger, and so I'm going to shoot you. What's that called? Preventive justice or something? Yeah. We get all minority report about it. And yep. That's not good. No. So I, it's got to be a media thing, because I started to notice all of the newspapers and the magazines and the billboards saying, read Newsweek, read Harper's Weekly. New it's York all, Magazine. Yeah, it's all yep. over the place in this movie. And it's such a big deal, despite the fact that their create, creativity department can only come up with calling him The Vigilante. <laughs> I guess it had a nice ring to it that people will remember. <laughs> um, uh, if 
But that's a strange uh, message to take out of this movie that's trying to be anti-establishment. Take the law into your own hands, but keep reading the news. Consume all news. Believe everything that you read on the billboards. That's how we get you to take the law into your own hands. By being a part of the establishment, we will convince you to be anti-establishment. No, 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 no. You will be pro our establishment, anti the lib, the lib cuck establishment. That's, That's what it is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. In order to properly be anti lib cuck establishment, you have to be pro our establishment. So the police force is lib cuck establishment? No, the magazines are. Wait, the, 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 the muggers are. The muggers are lib cuck establishment. Oh, a symptom of these lax liberal laws. Yes. And the fact that the police are useless because we don't have enough of them. We don't let them Because of these lax muggers. liberal bleeding heart laws. Yeah, yeah. I, I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose that does tap right into the, the, the News Corp, Ooh, yeah. Fox News. Yep, yep. Dream. Uh-huh. Time Magazine was not seen at all in the... Nope. We got Newsweek, though. We got Newsweek. And People. <laughs> Which is nothing. I mean... <laughs> well, People had a cover story on the detective guy. Which was weird. Yeah. Seemed a bit too local for People Magazine. Yeah. That was another you gotta, thing. You, you gotta remember, this is... At that point, it had completely crossed the line into utter fantasy, so... Well... Makes sense. And this was New York... And, I mean, yeah, okay, New York does sort of have a, a little, hold in the rest of the country. A little extra pull. But yeah. that still was, it made it seem like New York was the whole world. Well, when you're in the entertainment industry, New York is one of the centers of the world. L.A., New York. True. Sometimes Chicago. That's all that exists. Is that why he went to Chicago next as a stepping stone to get to L.A.? Yeah. <laughs> to further his career? Death Wish 3 is L.A. Um... <laughs> Death Wish 3, L.A. Drift. <laughs> no, no, no. It would be L.A. Justice. Then Miami Vice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So am I correct that um, it's not Charles Bronson who has the Death Wish? It's any criminal who crosses him has the Death Wish? Yeah. That's it's stupid. Exactly the opposite of what the book was trying to say. Uh, yeah. Uh, you're making me intrigued by the book. If it's I know, the exact I, opposite I, of the I kinda movie. I kind of want to read the book. Uh, <laughs> like, because the, the author was not happy with the movie. And uh, <laughs> wrote, wrote a why. sequel to that extent. I haven't read the book, but I was looking at like references and whatnot i kind of like the ending of the book the uh charles brownson character shoots someone on a bus or something and a cop sees him do it and just kind of tips his hat to him and that's how the book ends okay which i like better than this true (laughs) Uh, this is a lot more of a seedy corrupting vibe to it yeah yeah um which i suppose was intentional we kind of got a little bit of that because uh, Christopher Guest was like, I found the gun, but I didn't say I found the gun. I was awaiting instructions, sir. Yep. But it wasn't quite police would be vigilantes if we would let them get away with it kind of vibe. Yeah, that didn't come to later. Um, We're in that now. Um, 
there was kind of a hat tipping in the hospital where he's yeah, like, yeah. if you get out of town, I'll throw this gun of yours into the river. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's not the same impact, though. Well, I agree. Because he's also telling him to get out of town. Just the tip of the hat is like, what you're doing, like, it's what I would do if I could get away with uh, it yeah. kind of thing, you know? Good on you, sir. Yeah, which is a whole nother... You're above the law. Can of worms that... I yeah. wish I was above the law. Yeah. Thought I would be as a cop. I act like it. Um, oh, God. Yeah. And despite... With everything in this movie, did it bring back his wife? Nope. Did it do anything to help his daughter? Nope. What's the point of it? I mean, we don't touch on that at all of... I mean, it, it's, it's revenge and vengeance, but it doesn't it doesn't have that deeper. It cut muggings in half. It cut muggings in half, Ian. Okay. Even though that's not actually what happens when you have a vigilante. Yeah. That's what the movie says happens when you have a vigilante. Okay. So it doesn't matter personal no. anything. Okay. Because it's not about you. It's about making the streets safe again. Okay. So you can get your rocks off firing your gun at people. But then that um, makes it about you. But no, Ian, it's not about you. You got something out of it. That's just it. It's the fantasy that you can do it and have it not be about you because you are preventing other crimes or saving people's lives. I promise I'm dealing with my emotions. Street. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it doesn't matter if you're dealing with your emotions, Ian, because you're protecting people. Because you're a man. You're not supposed to have emotions. Just pick up a gun and walk down to the pier and let someone try to mug you. Then you'll feel better. You'll have done something for your community. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, like driving down a black man that's jogging and shooting him in the back. Or accosting the black delivery driver who's in your gated community delivering your package. Mm, yeah. Yeah, 50 years later, this movie is... Uh, Worse. Different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but we, what, is, we, what has it inspired? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just... Uh, there's so much that it ignores in its attempts to justify this fantasy. Mm-hmm. So Which much. I guess adds to its realness because I know of a lot of people. <sighs> yeah, that this yeah. is their fantasy, and it's exactly how it would go for them. Yep. Because when you don't think about it, I really hope someone in my family irrationally gets hurt so I can justify yeah. murdering people. They don't think of it that way. I, mean, I, the, the, want, I want. It always my loved has to ones. be a good reason. Yeah, I want my loved ones to be hurt so that I can justify protecting them. I must have my justification. Damn it. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm sorry for subjecting you to this, but it, I'm glad we watched it. It was a fascinating portal. Yeah. Into a mindset that is ridiculous and full of shit, but is still very real because there's a lot of people yeah. that think this way. I would want it to go this way. Without realizing that that's not how it actually works. Yeah, are you really worth sacrificing someone that you claim to care about just so that you can be the vigilante? Do you understand that that's what's required so that you can justify yeah. being a vigilante? We sort of touched on 
the effect that it had on him before we immediately just pulled the curtain down and went bang, bang, bang. It's more than that. It's reality. <laughs> Reality's a hell of a drug, especially when shit like this happens. If you want to make a tangible difference in reality, you can help us continue to make these podcasts by supporting us on Patreon. Mm, here's a segue. Patreon.com slash Cracker Classics. We need to afford more ammunition. We <laughs> don't need to know what the money's for, Ian. Did I say ammunition? <laughs> I, meant, I meant a train trip to the mental hospital to go visit our dear family member who's traumatized by... Finance our move to Chicago. <laughs> Uh, we do need to start working on the sequel, don't we? <laughs> yep. Anyway, thanks for uh, joining us for this. We're here every week. Thank you, folks. We'll see you next week.